Christ our Lord in the gospel puts forth before us a teaching on morality, on some principles of uh, morality. That's one of the most important teachings that we can hear and receive and, and come to understand. He talks about scandal and he talks about uh, the occasion of sin. Uh, he talks about scandal in the verse where he says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it'd be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Scandal is when we, uh, there's two kinds of sins. There's private sins and public sins. Sometimes we sin and it's the nature of the sin is not that, is, is such that others don't really see it or know about it. Of course it's bad. We don't want to do that. Uh, but it's not a cause of scandal because no one else is aware of it. Okay? Whereas other kinds of sin, uh, are public in nature. And very often, now this, a lot of this depends on what the given society you live in or the given community that you live in. So it's a little bit relative. But for the most part, um, by nature, these sorts of sins are public. Uh, sins like, uh, I mean, the big ones, you know, obviously if you're a very, very public figure, you're very well known, if you're famous, when certain Catholic politicians support um, pro-choice legislation, for example, uh, that would be scandal. You get this very, very public figure, and they're uh, providing a bad example for others. Scandal holds out an example to others, and it basically solicits the will of those who are aware of it, and it weakens the will. Okay, And so indirectly, it's a cause of sin in others. And I, I'm giving you the exaggerated case of the, the politician who, you know, the Catholic politician who is, is pro-choice, uh, he's scandalizing, in this case, literally millions of people. Um, because subtly, other Catholics say, hey, you know, so-and-so is a good, pol- a good Catholic and he's, you know, pro-choice, so maybe it's not so bad. And so what it does is you're, you're leading, uh, and it's specifically the weak, and that's why Jesus says here, whoever causes one of these little ones, Literally children, of course, but also adults who are not very well formed in their own convictions and they don't have a very strong will and they don't have a very well formed moral vision uh, and moral convictions and strength and and spiritual uh, maturity. So it's those weak ones who are the, who get scandalized and who are susceptible to scandal. So that's bad. Let's not do that. Let's be aware of it, though, so that we can talk about it to others, okay? Other examples of scandal a lot of times has to do with uh, sexual sin, unchastity, unfaithfulness, cohabitation of people who don't have a marriage uh, bond, yet they're living together, and these sorts of things. These are examples of scandal. And then Christ moves on and he talks about what we call in our theological tradition the mere occasion of sin. And he says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. And it's a metaphor. So Christ is not speaking literally about cutting your own hand off. But there are uh, persons, places, or things that we can expose ourselves to that given our own disposition become a source of temptation for us. 
And sometimes people are so connected to these persons, places, or things that it's as if they're a hand or a foot or an eye. They're so attached to them that to separate themselves from these persons, places, or things that are uh, providing a temptation for them, they feel like they're cutting off a hand or cutting off a foot or plucking out an eye. And that's how uh, attached they are to them. And uh, St. Alphonsus Liguri says that the devil, uh, there's no teaching that the devil fears more than the teaching on the near occasion of sin. Meaning the Christian who's got it down, he understands what the near occasion of sin is, and he or she is wise and prudent enough to know himself and to say, I can't do this or go there or do whatever because it's going to tempt me, and so I'm going to stay away from it. The devil knows that the Christian who's got that down He's, he's got hardly any power over that Christian. The devil knows that if he can get sinner X, Y, or Z into this particular situation, he's got him. He's got him. It's like 95% chance. It's like shooting fish in a bucket. So the, the, the fish who says, I'm not going to jump in the bucket in the first place, the devil can't stand that. He absolutely hates it. Uh, because his power lies in these external things that lead us into sin. This is especially true for sexual sin, uh, for um, other, other kinds of strong attachments uh, like alcoholism and things like that. Okay? And I think if you, you go through some of these 12-step programs that have to do with alcohol, one of the first things... They tell you is you, you just got to totally separate yourself from it. You can't expose yourself to this thing because you're given your own dispositions. Your it's your weakness, and you gotta you gotta remove yourself from it if you want to have victory over it. Uh, and so this is some of the most important teachings that Christ gives in the gospel. Uh, and my brothers and sisters, let's be wise for ourselves, for our children, our grandchildren, for our friends and family members, and uh, our fellow. Brothers and sisters in Christ, and uh, let's be aware of this stuff and and, and uh, be able to uh, overcome the wiles of the devil through wisdom.